if Murray had supported the show, I'd be less sick of podcasts. Yeah, there you go. Sending out good vibes. And it's like, I'm just a regular guy. I play Magic the Gathering like everybody else. I'm watching Netflix like everybody Is Magic the Gathering what people are doing? I don't know. No, D&D. D&D's than- big. <laughs> oh, I've heard. I've heard. More than you think. Okay, guys. Welcome back to the Grand America Show. Uh, we are going to be chatting with Greg Carlwood a little bit later. Uh, of course, everybody everybody knows the higher side chats. Or I would I would garner at least most of you do. He's coming on the show to uh, address the rumors of him being a government shill and kind of put them to rest once and for all. We'll talk about all sorts of fun well, stuff. Government, I don't think is or it's not government. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, like deep state, maybe. deep state, yeah, whatever. Not government. <laughs> We're here definitely to, not definitely not the government as it is right now. Hopefully, we don't get drug into the shill conversation here. But we're just here to try and clear a friend's name. We'll see. That'd Actually, we're just having a chat with him, really. Yeah. But we can't even talk about it because we haven't talked to him yet. Yeah, so this exactly. is like the first this intro that we haven't really said anything. Rare so. times that we haven't actually done the show yet because we have no episodes in the can because we were ill-prepared for Graham's trip because of the move and then the studio move and the yeah. fucking gong show that was September. So if you want to hear about what we talked about or what we felt about the show, you must listen to the outro, I guess. There's not going to be much of an outro. Oh, there'll be a bit of an outro. There's yeah, always a little well, you, bit of an outro. Let's try and cut it off short. Are we just going to do, do you want to just do like a little bonus show about your trip then? Or how what? Do you want to now that? we're not going to talk about it? I got oh, you ready? Okay, okay. Fine, and fine. everything. Fine. We'll see. This well, just be a long start intro. With, it's fine. We got an hour. It'll so we got intro. an intro here. And if people we don't want to listen to it, here. you know, you can fast forward to Greg's interview, which will be in probably somewhere like half hour, 45 minutes or something like that. There's a fast forward button there. There's a note in the show notes saying when the interview starts, but we got a little bit of stuff to talk about. <laughs> Today's a special day in Canada, not for me, but for most people. Housekeeping. What? I'm just trying to lead into weed day or legalization day. What do you guys call it? What's the official day? 420 day here in Canada? Or? No, <laughs> Legalization day. Do you want to start with that and get in my trip later? Or do you want to start with my trip? What do you want to do? Let's start with the legalization day stuff. Okay. So here we go. What is legal in Canada as of October 17th, 2018, which is today? today. And this is probably coming out in a couple of days. So be a little late. Subject to provincial or territorial restrictions, adults who are 18 years of age or older are legally able to. Possess up to 30 grams of legal cannabis. 30 grams? 30 what grams. Is that that's for about the, an ounce. What is that? Okay, that's an ounce. 30 grams of legal cannabis, dried or equivalent in non-dried form in public. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I have to ask questions as we go along here. What is non-dried form, but not, but it has to be what? In non-dried form in public. Non-dried or, or equivalent like in wet non-dried. Weed or, yeah. oh, so it can be if you have wet weed, they're going to let you have a little more. 
And then we have share up to 30 grams of legal cannabis with other adults. Buy dried or fresh cannabis and cannabis oil from a provincially licensed retailer. In provinces and ter- territories without a regulated framework, individuals are able to purchase cannabis online from federally licensed producers. Federally licensed. Grow from licensed seed or seedlings up to four cannabis plants per residence for personal use. Oh, you're allowed to grow your own. Yeah. But you can't sell your own. No. Make cannabis products such as food and drinks at home as long as organic solvents are not used to create concentrated products. Cannabis edible products and concentrates will be legal for sale approximately one year after the Cannabis Act comes into law. They're saying in a year they, they might give us the concentrates and stuff like that. The legalization was like a couple of years late already. So. So, you're, so you're allowed to have the bud right now, the flower. That's it, just the but, flower. But didn't it say something in there about oil? Uh, that'll just be like the oil you eat. Well, like you can buy so that from not a concentrate, now. though. So there's a difference. It's kind of a concentrate, concentrate, yeah. But it doesn't fall under the concentrate category there. No. So was hash in there at all? Like, can you make your own hash then from your from your four plants? Doesn't say anything about hash. I don't see. It's just really, it's really just like, isn't it just a different form of weed? Age restrictions. No person may sell or provide cannabis to any person under the age of 18. Maximum penalty, 14 years in jail. Uh, Where's the strict regulation? The federal government's responsibilities say industry-wide rules and standards, including types of cannabis products for sale, packaging and labeling requirements, blah, blah, blah. Where's the, here we go. Possession over the limit, which is the 30 grams. Tickets for small amounts, by up to five years in jail for large amounts. How do they know what the difference is? Or how do they know if... Case okay, by case, no, buddy. No, no, no. Sorry, that's, that's a weight restriction thing. So they can yeah. obviously weigh it and then bust you. But what if, what if you're carrying homegrown stuff somewhere in the public? And if, if you have over the limit... Oh, so it's just over. So you could have 30 grams of your own out on the street and it's okay. Yeah. So I don't know how that's going to work with growing and giving it to your friends. It's going to get dicey. That might be a loophole though. Actually, I might've just found a loophole. And then they email you the money. (laughs) There is no money. What money? Illegal distribution or sale. Tickets for small amounts, 14 years in jail for larger amounts. Producing cannabis beyond personal cultivation limits or with combustible solvents. Tickets for small amounts up to 14 years in jail for large amounts. Taking cannabis across provincial borders up to 14 years in jail. What? You're not allowed to go across the border with it? Yeah. Any? Even if it's bought in a federally licensed facility or whatever? Don't cross Canada's borders. Come it says on. Canada's borders. No, it says provincial borders. It says Canada's. Canada's. Provincial borders. Giving or selling cannabis to someone under 18, up to 14 years in jail. And if you get caught driving stoned, it's mandatory 120 days in jail. No. No, it isn't. You can't throw somebody in jail for... Pow! No, it isn't. In jail. No, it isn't. No, no, no. Let's be serious here. I think that's what it was. Where is it here? 
Where's uh, driving, driving, driving? Not here. Driving by Alberta. What do you got? I thought it's it's not on that regular press release or whatever you were reading from. Didn't seem to be on there. So I thought there was a problem with the testing with uh, driving to tell like how how can you turn Brody's mic up for a sec? I want to hear what Brody has to say about this whole issue. They're going back. They're going back to a road sobriety test. What does that mean? Like how they used to, but like when drinking first came around. Before like walking they, in line with your nose, holding your nose and yeah, stuff? Yeah, something like that. Like, I don't know what it is exactly, but they are going to be doing that. Really? They don't, they don't have, like, a physical test yet. To see how many hours? Because, I mean, somebody yeah. told me you got to wait five hours. My girlfriend told me that. you got to wait five hours to, before you can drive. Well, after, after getting high? Yeah. The radio ad says four. <laughs> oh, really? And they're saying that some of the levels that they're looking for it could be even less. Yeah, but... Uh, or longer. You know, they're saying, like, the next morning you could still be in trouble. Oh, come on. So here we got the new things, two nanograms per millimeter, but less than five nanograms per millimeter. Maximum $1,000 fine. That's for driving? Yeah. Five, how, do they, how do they measure that? I don't know. There's going to be a, some sort of a test. test. And yeah. then if you and fail then, that, they're going to take blood or something. Five, five nanograms per milliliter or more THC. Or or two point five more with any wheat with any alcohol. First offense minimum one thousand dollar fine. Second offense mandatory thirty days in jail. Third offense mandatory one hundred and twenty days in jail. So it's worse than drinking and driving. Yeah. yeah. And if you smoked any pot in like the last, if you smoked any pot in the last two weeks, it's like sounds really fuzzy in my. No, not for you guys. Is that the pot smoking in the last two weeks? Is that what you're gonna say? No, <laughs> you smoked um, any pot in the last two weeks. It's really fuzzy. If you smoked any pot in the last two weeks, you're gonna test positive on a blood test. Really? Yeah. So if you fail that roadside sobriety test, whether you've been smoking pot or not, like if you get blood tested, right, right, you're gonna no, be positive. Oh yeah, yeah. If it's been holy, that's not good. Yeah. So what do you guys think about the um, the whole? What was I gonna say? The the, the whole. Uh, it's super Dri- frustrating that we're so way behind fucking the states and all that. Like, you know, our dispensaries are just fucking lame compared to what, you know. What Oregon and or, it, or yeah, Washington. What everyone else has. So Whatever. We're Canada. We're always a step behind. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you thought with pot we might not be, you know. But anyway. I'm surprised. I shouldn't be driving well, high anyway. It does seem a little crazy, but, you know, there should be. I don't know. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you. So I'm not going to endorse driving. My high. girlfriend also said that she saw something on the news, and I mean, you never know what to believe, even on the local news, honestly. But and she listens with a grain of salt. But she said something about uh, about the driving. Um, oh, no, I see. I forgot about it again. Forgot yeah. it. Too much residual high in the studio. Yeah, you know, I I can go both ways on it. You know, it does. It seems crazy, but. At the same time, those are all maximums. So, you know, let's wait and see what they do with it in a couple months. Are they really going to be fucking freaking out on people or is it going to be not so bad? Yeah. Well, and you, you know. really don't want like a bunch of people who are new to smoking pot, like smoking pot and driving. 
Yeah, well, and you know, the yeah, driving yeah, is, a, right? is a different thing, you know. That's, yeah. you know, it should be, I think, oops, I don't know why I fucking did that. I needed that. Um, <laughs> you know, there should, the limits should probably be a little higher, I think, but, you know, and the conditions maybe for, for even the possession and stuff. I don't know. I kind of, it should just be, it would have been better if it was decriminalized, maybe, I guess. So is this, is this like not- it should have been just open season, like Colorado. If they want to make money and shit, they got to do the Colorado method. Where in Colorado, they're just kind of letting it go. You know what I mean? Like you do whatever you want, make the bombs, make the solves, make the edibles, make the do whatever the fuck you want and sell it. And right now, it's really, really restricted because you can't do a lot of that stuff. It's you can make bud. edibles for yourself, but yeah. you better not get caught giving them to anybody else. But who wants to make it? Who wants to do measure all that? Figure out the tolerance? You know, like the uh, butter. Butter's really butter. Yeah, really I mean, it'd be way easier just to buy it for yeah. sure. But. So yeah, what tra- are you going to do? So do you, is this going to end up like alcohol where one province is like government restricted sales and then the other province, yeah. like Alberta yeah. is different than BC for 100%. selling alcohol. Like in BC, there was Sundays you couldn't buy it or at certain times at night you couldn't buy it. And you go to Alberta, it's yeah. open till you can buy off sales at, till one o'clock in the morning or whatever. So it's going to be different like that province to province as well. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, it already is. Because it said yeah. something in there in that thing. Yeah, it already Alberta, is. It's right? by province for... That level, and then what about smoking it in public? No, not at all. No, so, no so, so again, public. just like drinking, right? You can't it's even coming. sit on the street. See, that was so different in Europe when we talk about the difference. You can walk around with a beer. There's in no Prague, place you know? to go and smoke. You know, you don't you have, have like to the smoke. Pub, sp- you don't so have the really pub sp- environment and stuff like that. So they're not letting that shit happen yet. yet. At all. But in California, they're having they have pot clubs, right? Where you can go to the pot club. Remember we heard they're about talking that? about cafes. There's a cafe in BC. Where you can smoke BC's inside always, the cafe. Yeah, so they have a special license. No, nah, they don't. BC just kind of does, you know. BC has, you know, you can just go into dispensaries all over BC right now and buy weed. But that's because BC tends, you know, their government is super lax on it. You know, that's why BC, but BC's always been historically okay with pot. You yeah. know, you know, it's been BC bud for as long as I can remember. Yeah. BC's had dispensaries a few fucking yeah. times now. You know, BC's had dispensaries as long as I can remember in Vancouver. But now, what's going to happen to those dispensaries? Now that like a lot of that stuff they were selling probably before under that's what whatever I'm saying, weird what, laws they were that's getting what we around. See what they, we got to see what happens because the legislation is there for them to do a whole bunch of really scary shit. Tell so is people. that what like, people, they people go this? kick in all like those doors right now and all those people get fourteen years in jail? Like it's a big celebration, but yet do people not realize the potential here for this? Well, I don't know. Like I said, there's two ways to look at it. Because if I, if I would have looked at this 15 years ago, this would be a huge, huge, huge win. Yeah. But being in other countries and in the different states that have done all these different methods, it just seems super lame. You plus, know I mean? when we when talk, I can plus, get when I can get more variety from a drug dealer still than I can get legally. You know, they need to be out in front of the black market, not trailing behind. The legalization should open that market up so that I don't want to go. It should a make it cheap and cheaper than the black market, and it should b open that up so that you know the 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 black market website doesn't have all the concentrates and the edibles and the bombs and the CBD this and the CBD that and fucking the licensed stores can't sell you anything but fucking flour. What's the bomb? That's just like the different rubs and tinctures and you know the stuff oh, you the rub bomb, on a B-A-L-M. bomb. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
You think I'm in a weed bomb? Oh, yeah. I thought this was a new bath bomb or something made out of weed or I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> so there's sort of, you know, anyone who is gearing up to do concentrates and stuff like that is shit out of luck. For now. For now. So, but For that's now. also but what they, that's They're also already hard. talking about making concentrates legal, right? Yeah. Because it's a better way to control what you're getting. Oh, that's true. Right? right? Because uh, with the flower, there's such a huge range of what it could be. Am I still on here? I can't hear myself. Yeah, you're on. Yeah, okay. So with the and with the concentrates, like it is what it is. Like there is no range. How does something happen to my microphone in the middle of just talking? We haven't made any adjustments. We haven't. It's not your microphone. It's the headphones. It's my headphones. Okay, it doesn't matter. Anyways, okay, yeah, there we go. We got to need a new hub again. Again, uh, we yeah. never got one. I gotta get another. Well, we we've had a couple. We did a couple years ago. Oh, now oh, yeah. it's on one year only. Oh my god! So, anyways, um, but it's also uh, it's also where Canada's going, right? I mean, we talk about that, Darren. It's it's. I think it's especially prevalent to you now that when we talk about driving across Canada with the same chain stores in every small town, right? That's just the way we're going, right? It's, it's going to be the same. It's going to be the same thing, as well. right? You're gonna you're gonna be going to shoppers drug mart a little offshoot of that to get your to get your weed in some provinces and that's it yeah and you know some people like somebody in the chat said uh earlier like you know that's okay like that's if that's like we shouldn't be shouldn't we still be happy that you can walk into a store and buy it like i think so you know what i mean i think uh, at a certain point you have to be grateful for what's happening now and not push for things to be happening too that, fast. Yeah. That's kind of my, that's what I was saying. Like when I was, when I was like 20 or, you know, under, it would have seemed insane that you could ever even do what right? we're doing now. I didn't now. think this would be happening nearly this soon. I remember specific conversations in the late eighties, early nineties, when we were talking, when we were starting to smoke up as, as teenagers and uh, we were, we were ta- having the discussion because we'd see like a drunk guy get in a fight and we'd have that discussion about like, why is that legal and this isn't legal, mm-hmm. you know? And that was so long ago now. So, I mean, I guess it, it's, it's finally come around to this, but yeah. it'll be interesting to see how they treat. Uh... See, I thought at first it was like you couldn't even have weed on you from an illegal source, but they can't tell the difference between, you know, league you bought in a proper dispensary compared to. Unless you, you're just going to get in trouble if you have more than an ounce. If you have more than an ounce, you're going to start to be getting into trouble. And the thing is, you don't need more than an ounce. I mean, geez. Like you do take an ounce, more than an ounce with you at any given time? Probably not. Yeah. Now, can you... What, what if you're going someplace for three weeks? Bam, you need more than an ounce. If I go someplace <laughs> for a fucking week, I'm taking an ounce. If what? I go for a weekend, I'm taking an ounce. Yeah. Real, no. I want some what? sativas. I want some indicas. I want some variety. Oh, my God. Wow. It's like... Tea. We were buying grams or back in the day. We were buying little pinners from the Zellers drive-thru. Yeah, well, you guys are fucking dorks. It's five for ten little tiny pinners. With well, I mean, I got two out. ounces here right now. Bam. More, more than that. But I would never take that much with me. I would probably yeah, just yeah. take like a quarter with me. Yeah. You yeah. So, I, you, I, so you have to smoke it at home, really, basically. The gist is, right? I mean, yeah. right now, you're only supposed to be... Or at your buddy's house, I guess. Private well, no, property. in somebody's private property, right? So outside of private property, but you can't do it in, in bars yet, in pubs on the street. No, but you can't smoke there anymore, right? You can't even, like, smoke in front of most bars smoke anymore. cigarettes. You gotta, like, yeah, yeah. walk across the yeah. street or something. Yeah. Technically, it's a victory. Yeah. yeah, but like I say, it's just gonna, after traveling through all the states and seeing how they did it, it's just fucking lame to see that 
you know, pot was definitely one of those things I always pictured Canada as being way out in front of the states on it. You think Trump yeah. will do that? Oh yeah, I think fucking Trump by the will, before, Trump will legalize I think it? before the end of the year, Trump, he won't legalize it. I think he'll just decriminalize it, coast to coast, hmm. and he'll leave it up to the states as to what they do. What they do from, yeah. from there. And what would have what would it have been like in Canada if we did that? Like, how is that? How would that be? Or would it well even decriminalize? For us? No one's getting fourteen years in jail for anything. No, no, no. But unless you're maybe fucking forcing kids to fucking eat it, smoke weed. Like then maybe you're going to jail. Other than that, if it's decriminalized, you're not going to jail for pot. There's no criminal fucking, there's no criminal act here. Right. So anyway. So it was weird. I, I, you know, I bumped into some friends of mine talking about my trip in, in, in Prague and uh, you know, they're walking, it's it's back to like the Vegas thing, right? Where you're walking around with a beer. So you don't have to like chug your beer to leave the place. You actually grab a beer to walk with it so different than here right so you're allowed to and it's not like people are <coughs> hammered in the streets or anything like that but you can just walk around the streets with a beer yeah so civilized you know <laughs> we can't have those kind of freedoms no <laughs> no <laughs> yeah fuck that up police state is just like beating us into such little docile creatures that we just can't can't handle that kind of freedom. Yeah. What else did I have? You want to get into your trip now? Sure. Or do you want to get into the website stuff now? No, let's get into the trip. All right. Regale us with your little trip. Little Europe trip. Well, first of all, we went there for a little hockey tournament. It was fun. We won. A little it was hockey awesome. tournament. Yeah. yeah first fun. place. Yeah. yeah we won. I thought you were going to bring something for the studio. I got a picture. That's all I got. That's all yeah. you get. We didn't get Who medallions or anything like no that. Medals, no medals. No, we got no, a trophy for the, t- for who the got team. Who got the trophy? I don't know, the coach probably or something. You each get the coach? You guys had a coach? Yeah, of course we had a coach. You showed up like fucking a couple of days before the tournament started. You had a coach. What is he running lines? Are you running plays? You guys stay up late looking at plays on a little whiteboard? Well, we changed lines up a bit and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Who was the coach? How old was the coach? He was, I don't know. I don't think he was over 45. He might have been younger. Actually. The youngest guy on the team yeah. was the coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's something strangely creepy about that. Yeah, it was good. There was lots of, we had a lot of good turnout, good bunch of guys, bunch of guys from Ontario, a bunch of guys from BC, some guys I haven't played with in a long time. That was a blast. Sweet. Yeah, they were tough though. The checks were tough. They're weird. Like, you guys don't each get the trophy for like the a weekend, like no, the Stanley Cup? No, 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 come on. Just a little. It's, it's a, a inaugural, it's the inaugural Masters it? tournament for Masters for that. tournament? Is that yeah. was the World Masters? No, no, the World Masters is different. It was in, uh, Barbados, I think. No, no, no. Are you guys, uh, no, so are you, are you guys aspiring to? Some of some of the guys came from the world. So like one guy did. So your ringer. I've been in the nationals, masters, and I'd we I could we'd like to get to the worlds. We might be able to. Some of us. It would be fun. Sweet. Because there's a there's a bunch of Canadians playing, and what's the other other sunny uh, island down there? Not the Caribbean and stuff, but where why can I think of it now? Cuba? No. Dominican? No. No, it's more Haiti? Um, Haiti? Anyways, can't remember where it is now. That's going to bug me. Bahamas? It up. Um, and uh, they had they had built an outdoor rink there, and that's where it was this time. So it was pretty In the Caribbean? An outdoor rink in the Caribbean? How's that even possible? For ball hockey, not real hockey. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I get it. Bermuda. Bermuda. Bermuda, so that is in the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. you said not in the Caribbean. That's okay. no, I didn't say that. No, check the tape. 
So, so anyways, got to the airport, got my sticks, my hockey bag, like so extra luggage, right? And uh, how much do you think they charge now for an extra bag? Seventy-five bucks. Hundred and twenty bucks. Ouch. So here I am at the thing, two hundred forty bucks to to take my sticks and my hockey bag. Oh, you could have so bought I, sticks. So there. I talked to him about. I'm like, look, I'm not going to pay one hundred twenty for these sticks. It's just how many, you know, you can't charge me for that. So they waive it. They waive the fee. So at least there's some flexibility there. They waive the hundred twenty bucks, but guess what gets lost? And I, this happens when you're traveling through Europe, right? Mm-hmm. Looking at, um, I'm thinking going through the airport, like the connection in Amsterdam. Like, how does our luggage gonna? How's our luggage gonna make their way? Like, do what we're, we don't even know where we're going, what gate it is, what terminal. You're f- scrambling through security and customs and immigration. It's pretty weird at immigration, actually. Now you put the passport in, you go through. They don't even say a word as you go into Europe. Really? That's you just it. wander in. Passport, deep beep on the barcode, wander in. And then now you have freedom of movement throughout the EU. Yeah. Well, and not even. I mean, you have movement into to non-EU countries, I believe. Or maybe not. I don't know how Prague, I don't know how the Czechs handle it. But we didn't go through Czech customs. So once you get to Amsterdam, you can go into the Czechs like it's Europe. Pretty much. Nice. And they do accept the euro in some in some spots. So um so I'm wondering how my how our stuff's gonna make it there, right? So sure enough, sticks don't make it. Huh. $120 out the fuck. No, no, I, I didn't didn't I got the hundred and twenty waived. So you only paid one twenty? Yeah. So that was sixty dollars out the window. So how do you know the one that got waived wasn't the other one? Well, what the, what does it matter? They, they didn't guess. charge me for two. But they so lost sixty one. bucks. We'll call it sixty. So I bucks kept. Up. I kept. You know, I filled out the paperwork. Kept. Uh, you know, kept going, uh, trying to find the sticks, and they're saying they're going to be delivered to the hotel and all this stuff. So I finally um, had to go out and buy some, and then of course it sucks because I don't know what the fucking height was I was playing with because I've always used those as the. Is it easy to go buy a hockey stick in Prague if you can't? No, you speak? gotta go to well. There's one place you go to. I had to go with a where they with speak the coach English and stuff, and I went to. No, they don't even really speak English there. How? You just no. like. <laughs> no, it's a hockey store. There's a hockey so store. They have a hockey team. They have a. A town, the town we're in, Pilsen, has a, like an ice hockey team at a pretty high level. In, so it's in like the going Czechs. to Mexico. What? So is it like going to Mexico and trying to talk? You know, trying the, to make a deal with someone? You like half understand some words. Yeah, some a lot of people knew English there, but some people just didn't as well. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty frustrating without the sticks. Honestly, like it what was, kind of I money? Was trying were you to be using? positive about it. The check, check, Kroner. Or crowners, crowns, or crown, yeah, crowns or crowner. That depends on, I guess. So it was about like a thousand was like fifty eight bucks or something. Jeez, yeah. So, anyways, I played with the other sticks, made it through. Then the final game, the sticks show up. I, I run to the hotel between games to try and catch them, like just thinking maybe they'll show up. Five minutes after I leave to make the final game, they show up. So I taxied them over to the rink. And got them five minutes before the final game. How many? Uh, how many copers was that? Uh, it was probably a uh, five hundred kroner, maybe <laughs> or four hundred kroner. How many years have you had those sticks? Uh, lots of years. He hasn't yeah. grown since he was like eleven. Yeah, like twenty. They've been like shafts and blades that I've been putting in for years, right? For for ball, and I just I didn't I didn't go to the one piece stick because the curves and the lies all different. So I got those ones repaired just so I could bring them here instead of going to buy it, like changing my whole stick thing, and then they didn't make it. So 
So give us the stats. How many goals you get? Oh, I don't want to Goals, assists. It's not about the stats. Not about the stats? I got a, I got a few. You? Yeah. Any game winners? A tie, the game, game tire and the gold medal. Oh, and the yeah. gold yeah. medal yeah. game. Tie, yeah. Slap shot. Fucking ben great Ma. pass from the point phew, into the empty net. Empty net? There's an empty net? Well, because the goal, I was so far, you know. You were in, so I was good. in such good position <laughs> that, that that was empty. Is something else this No, guy. they're tough to play against. The timing and the they they're really uh they take the body, they're pretty they play pretty tough. Like actually we should have probably probably played a little tougher. Like if we played like that here in, in the league that I play in, we'd get penalties all over the place. So anyways, there was a beer fest there in the town that was like all the the whole town was pretty much shut down on the Saturday night for a beer fest. Thousands of people, stages all over. Like Pilsen is where Pilsner started. So Pilsen, the whole town, really? the little town that the tournament you was in. You didn't get that, me a shirt. No, I actually should have probably done something like that. I didn't probably. get the studio anything really. Probably should have done something. Um, hey, Brody, what's the Wi-Fi password again? I just shared it with you. Thank you. Um, These new phones are great. Yeah. <clears throat> so... Uh, there's a little town, there's an old town and there's a breweries around the, the corner and they actually ended up like hundreds and hundreds of years ago, like in the 12th, 13th century. I think this is when they built the tunnels and they connected all the breweries. So I went on an underground tour to check all the old tunnels out, which is pretty cool. I did that in Prague as well. Um, it's all built on old, old tunnels, like all the modern cafes and all the modern places you eat and drink and all that. You go down through these tunnels and it's really just rebuilt over the old tunnels that are hundreds and hundreds of years old. It's pretty cool in the, in the center of Prague and Pilsen, actually. So there's like 14 kilometers worth of fucking tunnels in this town. Nice. They're underneath, connecting everything. You walk through them all? No, there's a tour. Like, you did like an 800-meter tour or whatever. Like 800 meters? That's it? Like that. Yeah. Like five minutes. It was long enough. It was an hour-long tour. That's it. An hour spot. to go yeah. 800 meters? Were you fucking crawling with your lips? That's like uh, the tunnels in Moose Jaw. Oh, there's, yeah, there's, there's some tunnels in Moose Jaw. Except yeah, they were from Al- Noble App? That's from yeah, Al Capone. Capone used to yeah. run liquor through there. Yeah. During Prohibition. The, yeah. Well, we got to run a bunch of weed through there during Prohibition 2.0. Are you done? So Paris is a fucking zoo. zoo? We were there for How a few come? days. Electric bikes, electric scooters, fucking mopeds, unicycles, buses, taxis, cars. Like, it's just, it's non, just full on. If you've seen all these, all the rentals, you know, the, the Curry and Dvorak talk about on No Agenda, like all these cities now are getting popped down, all these electrical bikes for rent, right? Yeah. And you got tourists just doubling on these fucking scooters flying down the side roads. And there's no, like, you, you can stop at a light and all the bikes and motorbikes and mopeds all come to the front, just like in a lot of the other European cities in Italy and all that. And there's <laughs> cars. It's just every man for themselves. Like pedestrians, you just watch out. It's, it's they just go in the red when you're not supposed to cross like it's but it's kind of cool because the pedestrians don't have as much rights like you got to be careful when you're walking around like you can't just like here you know the whole pedestrian rights over bicyclists and all it is ridiculous you know that's, where you're riding a bike you should have right away not the pedestrians that's all the how time. it ought to it's be just, yeah it was it was like that in china too if you were walking on the sidewalk and yeah. got hit by a car it's still your fault yeah <laughs> Yeah, see, because you're a person, you should be able to get out of the way. Yeah, exactly. That's the point. Right? Exactly. So on the on the seawall in Vancouver, 
the pedestrians are supposed to have the right of way and the bikes are the ones that are going flying through the thing and you're supposed to try and get away out of the way of a pedestrian who's not paying attention like it's their fault they're not right. paying attention it's yeah. it's totally backwards no, everyone Canada, needs to pay a little know. more attention exactly playing on their phone kind of hard to have conversations i mean it says one guy said it was it's been busy like crazy stressful in paris over the last 10 years you know Mm-hmm. Um, there was one spot we went for a drive in a taxi and then we got stopped and they checked the trunk for stuff. And then there was a bunch of, uh, people with machine guns, like, uh, almost like, uh, army, army people kind of walking around Really, pretty freaky, but it wasn't a lot of that. There was a little bit of it, but not really abnormal. So it wasn't a lot of, you know, a lot of crazy shit like that. Wasn't a war zone. No, that's good. We kind of knew that from our EU sources. But it's funny being in, because you, you know, you ask them if they can speak English and they say yes, but then they, they don't really, right? Unless they, they really want to. <laughs> they pretend they can and then they don't. And then they, you know, you try to have a conversation with them and then they just. Uh. So, yeah, anyways, went to see some old cathedrals too in Paris. Like, I think some of them are built in the 1600s, some of them earlier. Crazy works, crazy works. Did yeah. you bust one of the skulls off the tunnels or anything? No, I didn't go to those things. No, I'm not into the like all the scully skull, skull built catacombs and stuff. I didn't yeah, do that. that, that shit. Paris, how so. how Damn. how long was the tour? How much time would it have taken? Uh, I don't know. It was ground. like southern. It was kind of a ways away. Yeah, it's probably an hour or two, but it's just the an, an hour the would. Time yeah, I wouldn't want to spend more than an hour. Yeah, he's busy chasing hockey sticks around. This guy doesn't <laughs> have time for that shit. That's right. So, anyways, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was fun. Yep. Gold medal, and you don't get the trophy. No. little break. A little oh, break from everything. You have a picture of yourself with the trophy, at least, that we could see so that we don't... So we know, so we know what actually something. happened. Yes, right? uh, you didn't get a medal or a ribbon or anything. Right? Someone else has the trophy. We're, we're going completely on your word on that. Yeah. Not that I don't believe Not you, that but... there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah, I got a, I got a picture there. The trophy. Oh yeah, look at that. In my gear and all my like, Nice. There's the team. Yeah. Go team. That's, that's us afterwards. Are you gonna post those yeah. anyway? No. No? Put them in the show notes. Maybe I, we do have one that I haven't got yet that's the whole team with the trophy. I suppose if you were gonna post that though, you'd have to get all their permission. No, I don't think so. No? No, I don't think so. Well done. Done? That's it. Well done, buddy. Yeah. Congratulations. So jump over to the new website. I didn't have my laptop last week, so this week. At the laptop, the new website is up and running. You up there? We got Grambo here. Graham wants to live in a world of spirit. What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm reading your uh, bio. Your bio oh, on the that's website. Out of date now. I'm trying to get people over to the website. Yeah, right now it should be as <laughs> Graham is a chubby gluten addict. <laughs> <laughs> Graham wants to live in a world of spiritual enlightenment and brilliant health. As a veteran See, podcaster, his journey changed. in alternative media was sparked by a multiple witness UFO sighting that forced him to question the very nature of reality. If you want to read the rest, you have to head over to the website, grammarica.ca. Um, yeah, the new report room's up and running, so you can go there, check out. So what's that for? Report room is where you would go. You can leave your synchronicities trip reports like that, and yeah. like ufo sightings and lucid yeah, dreams so there's a all synchro, that kind of stuff yeah, so if you do a synchro you even get to um there's a box where you select if you want your name mentioned oh yeah and then you do your synchro and you get to give your own synchro rating oh, yeah. what you think your synchro oh that's pretty worth. cool so 
Then there's a UFO report one where you ask again, do you want your name mentioned? And well, and then there's the spam ground button, which emails you. Okay, I was just kind of There's a swag room, which uh, I think eventually the red bubble will be incorporated there too, but that gets you to the red. There's a link to the red bubble um, stuff on the swag page. And then there's a couple things on the swag page as well that aren't available on red bubble, like toques. You can get toques, uh, spiral notebooks, stainless steel travel mug, and a stainless steel water bottle. Hmm. Yeah, and then of course we do have the forums now, the Grimworks forums. Uh, of course, Grimworks is the Black Budget Division of Grimerica. Oh, okay. Playoff Skunkworks. Okay. So the Grimworks is the forums or the whole the whole thing? What? Grimworks is Grimworks is everything Black Budget. Okay. So when you click on the forums, it takes you to the. So is that where you would go to support though? Uh, you, you or get is there. The support is separate. You page? get there. So like right now. You can go and you can um, read the form, or you need to be signed in um, to comment. Okay. So anyway, I can read them all, though. So the forums are great. Actually, the forums have been a big hit already. A lot of the people wanted long forums, so the forums are starting to fill up already, which is fun. Instead of the Discord chat, which is where... Yeah, the Discord chat's still there, grammarica.ca slash chats. There's also a link on the website. Does that take you to the new Discord then? Yeah. I'm going to ask a lot of questions here because I'm not sure myself. So that yeah. takes you to the new Discord. If there's people in the old Discord, they can easily just get into the new Discord without, yeah, without there's a link donating that... or without supporting or anything like that? Yeah. yeah, the, yeah. In there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then that's kind of cool because the guys have made it kind of like in game. They've kind of gamified it. Or it's gamified like a bit. Yeah. And there's or? some different tiers. There's a bunch of supporter only rooms. Yeah. They've done a, uh, Jordan's done a great job. So there. where do I put stuff in there for people to see? Cause a couple of times I've been grabbing memes off of Instagram or there's stuff. There's a memes funny. page. And there's then what if I just page. want general? You can kind of get away with doing whatever you oh, want. Oh, general. No, where's the general? No, there isn't a general page. It's the Congress. Well, that says under the executive mansion. Yeah, but that's Congress is, oh, it's always been Congress. So, so it's so still like, there. It's so been that's Congress where, so for that's, a year, the entire I, history of the chat. This is a new format now, and it's under it's the executive mansion. I thought it was just for, what yeah. if only, I thought only maybe you would the see Senate it. The Senate is only the supporters. Uh, the Congress uh, is anyone. Okay. Okay. Then we have the new support page. So then the whole Grimworks division is where you go now. Once you're a member, you get access to everything on grimworks.grimerica.ca. Um, where you have the private chats and forums, get exclusive access to private Discord channels and forums for Grimericans only. Get notifications and talk live with Darren and Graham in the chats on Discord. You get the Black Budget feed, become a supporter, and gain access to our Black Budget feed, where, where we go deep into topics with special guests, uncut and unhinged. Grimworks, a special division of Grimerica. When you become a Grimerican, you'll get access to the updates on future episodes and beta testers for black budget projects of the topmost secrecy. And voting rights, because we do the, that's what we do in the Senate sometimes. When we can't decide something, we'll go to our little supporter group in the chats and have them kind of prove me right. And then now you can do your monthly subscription or your yearly subscription and punch in your own. You just pick your own number now. There's no preset anything. You just choose your own. We'll run over to the fuck you page. Fuck. FAQ. Fuck you. So we have here 
Let's start with. Mm -hmm. So if you sign up now, it's all set up where you'll get your automated access and all that. So we've got here, let's start with, I've donated before October 20th. Where do I get my lifetime quote? Please go to the Discord chats and there's a link to the Discord chats there and message either at CryptoFunk or at Ryan from Kansas or fill out the form here, which is a button. And um, basically, if you've a previous support and you're having trouble getting the codes, that'll take care of you there. And you enter the code and you'll have lifetime access. As opposed codes for what? To codes for Grimworks, because it's all login-based yeah, okay. now, right? You actually have to log in. So, you have a username and a password. So, okay. So then you don't have to do this manual email thing? Exactly. Now then? Exactly. To people when they support? Okay. Yep. Exactly. So that's all there. Um how do I listen to the Black Budget episodes? For now, we'll be using the old RSS until we switch over to our, our new podcast hosting soon. So everyone wants to get signed up there. Um, yeah, I think that. So of course, for now, now, so now for now, people. So for now, you still have to email people the RSS then. Yeah, but now on the fact you, there's a full total list of exactly how to. Okay. Um, where to paste everything and what to do everywhere. The everything's there. Okay. Yeah. It's great. And of course there's a new contact page. You go to the contact page and you can, uh, leave an entry or there's a button there where you can leave a voicemail as well. And the address to the old PO box is there. It was great. Support the show. Yeah. So people can still send in their emails. We love the feedback and the stories and synchronicities and stuff like that. But you can also do it on the website if you want, and I'll yep. probably take a look at that before our intro. Well, that gets to, emailed to you. Oh, it'll it get. It'll get. I think it's getting emailed to me right now. It'll yeah, get, it's not, I'm not getting them. Uh, I'll sort it so it gets emailed to you. Okay. I've been forwarding it to you. Oh, is that where we're getting them? Yeah. Yeah, but some of the replies aren't working. So I. I That's because you're trying to reply to a forwarded email, and we'll have to sort that out better. I'm copying the. I'm doing the address. I'm just yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh my God. You can't even get your email on your phone again. It's right not now. my fault. When I was gone, fuck the email stops working on the phone. I didn't touch a thing. He How's that my touch, fault? He never touches anything. I didn't touch a thing. He never touches anything. It just stops working. It, that's, what, that's what I mean. It's like mm -hmm. my headphones tonight. Yeah. What happened the there? The cord just came out, right? Just on, your, on its own. I didn't do anything. Did you? I didn't do anything. Well, how do you explain it? It's magic. I forgot I was supposed to... Uh, talk about Aliyup's question from the Ask Us Anything section oh, of the Discord, right. which of course is uh, listeners only, but that's okay. We'll have to get to that next week. Oh, no. Teaser. Motherfucking teaser. Are you do your UFO quote? Oh, are you, are you right, out yeah. of UFO no, quotes? No, I thought you're out. No, no, no. I'll never run out. I'm going deep. It's, a it's all a sham. UFO I've got a million of them. Of I just make them up as I go along now. <laughs> they've, been they've, they've been fading. I've noticed. It's we noticed. Graham, you're a lot of things, but you're not a liar. They came over so regularly, we could time them. Sometimes they stood still, and other times they moved so fast, it was hard to keep a steady eye on them. Who's that? It's like my shits with the Squatty Potty, SquattyPotty.com, Grant Cameron. No. Just kidding about the SquattyPotty.com thing. I'm not a Squatty Potty shell. Who was that? 
David Bowie. I don't fucking know. David Bowie. I don't care. David Bowie. I don't care. I don't care about your fucking UFO quotes. Do you want another one? It's been like we three should. years. Yeah, it's been longer one. than that. It's been I like five years. A profound quote. Like, yeah, I want a better the one. The UFO quotes stop being profound about fucking 150 episodes ago. Now they're just whatever UFO quote you can fucking find. Maybe what? we could just change them to paranormal. They're still let's profound. Hear. I still let's try hear. and time okay. it around let's the episode. Hear. Like I'm let's saving hear. the Starbucks one. Let's for... hear the profound one. Let's hear you. I just, I just did it. Let's David Bowie's pilot of helicopters wished to stress fact that object was of saucer-like nature was stationary at two thousand feet. Why don't you like this? It's part of the whole barrage of evidence that's out there. It's just so profound. That's life changing. Let's look up. And, wait, let me finish. Okay. And would be glad to be called upon to verify any statements and act as witness. So that was pilot of helicopters. Now that was the emergency report. <laughs> <sighs> the name does not help. That. that was an emergency report from Maxwell Air Force Base on airspace violation by UFO in 1954. Yeah, see, you've lost it. You've lost fucking, you've lost the attention span. Profound, very great or intense. <laughs> that was from 1954, from the from, uh, emergency report. So you don't think that's great? From, from pilot of helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> so profound, we don't even know his name. 50 years and he's lost to the pages uh, of history. Uh, anyhow, anything else? That's it. I'm Where are the Astro support? Go back to that CSA support. Go back to that synchro or anything? CA slash subscribe. I have a couple little synchros, but I'll, I don't know. He's done. Not, yeah, I'm done. He's done. He's had enough. I'll save him for next time. He won the gold medal. That's all he wanted to I'm get. That's all he needed to get out. He's yeah, back. I wish I was back in the Czech Republic right now. <laughs> yeah, winning gold medals. <laughs> what was the food like there? Food was fantastic in was both it? spots. It was really good. Even the bread. I started eating bread again, and it was bread and Paris clean. Like, oh, yeah. The, the, Not all glucifated, huh? The, uh, the brioche bread for breakfast in Paris, unbelievable. It's just the enriched flour. I could eat a flour. whole loaf. Enriched flour is really not good. Uh, yeah, I know, but it was. I was like, but, I'm in Paris. I don't care. I'm going to eat like they do. Not you know, skip well, the bread because it's all bread. You know, it's probably not there. Though. It's probably not enriched flour there. It's probably like That's flour. what I was wondering. Is is it actually? It probably doesn't have glyphosate and all the crap that we have in our shit over here. You know. Well, they should enrich your flour. Fuck pipsqueaks. And and uh, in the Czech Republic, the food was great. Food was great in the Czech Republic. America dot com. Yeah, it was good. Could you be a vegan in Czech Republic? Uh, that'd be tough. Probably. Yeah, right? Yeah. What yeah, about France? France probably tough too, yeah. yeah right? I don't know. Support the show, motherfuckers. Grammarica.ca slash support. Seriously, we like stalled out here and we're a long way to go to 111, 1,111 names for the Great Wall of Grammarica. We're trying to get to 1% supporters. Still. Trying to get to 1%. We're trying to move off of Brody's fucking couch here before Brody's drum set takes the place of your favorite podcast. Enjoy the chat. One and only.
So I tried once to do great introductions for our guests, and it's just really hard, and I couldn't very, I couldn't do it. Ah, this is like and the third time have, I've had Greg on, and you haven't done have, an intro for him yet. And we, can I just something. can't, I can't do it. So we have with us tonight, <laughs> change the, the, the aspiring, the aspiring, uh, change the YouTube. For anybody oh. who's podcasting, the inspiring introduction expert. Greg Carlwood of the Tireside Chats with us. I'm telling you, this guy does the he does the best introductions for his guests. I mean, they all comment on it, and uh, man, you you do a great job. Welcome to the show. <laughs> ah, you're too kind. Thank you. I appreciate being here on Legalization Day. First day, I didn't for... make it into the dispensary today. <laughs> They're all lined up. They are all lined is up. It, is it like no meta, no cards, no nothing? Just twenty-one and up, or eighteen and up? Eighteen. Eighteen and up in Alberta. Ooh. They only have flour, oh, no concentrates, thing? no edibles. And if you get caught with illegal weed, you go to jail. But you what? can grow weed, so it's going to get, I don't know, it started out pretty Orwellian, but I think it'll loosen up pretty quick. It has to. I mean, the places I've been, the states that have legalized, it's like once you open the gate a little bit, it's out there. I mean, they call it weed for a reason. It grows very easily, <laughs> and it's like impossible to put the genie back in the bottle, the toothpaste back in the tube, whatever you want to say. It's like you can't, you can't, there's no middle ground. It's either okay or it isn't okay. It's just, that's how it'll, people try to kind of do it in increments, but I just think get a year in and then see what happens. I don't think anybody's going to be going to jail for illegal weed when you can walk into a store and buy it. Yeah, that's kind of my hope too, is that it'll just, uh, in like a year, two years from now, it'll all be kind of in the rear view mirror and it'll be. Kind of more like we were hoping, like I was kind of hoping it would turn out more like Denver and, and Washington State and places like that, you know, instead of just like fucking worse selection than I could get in high school. Really? Well, no, that's not true. That's that's exaggerating, but I can still get better selection on the street right now than I can. I mean, it's not even the street anymore. Most of these drug dealers have websites. Your so. buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, then See, now that's weird because every dispensary in pretty much every state I've been to, it's like a real full spread menu of 20 different strains and they're all giving you the exact percentage of THC. Like everyone is pretty good with that. But here, because the gray area exists, there's a lot of delivery services. So a lot of people don't even deal with the overhead of having a storefront. They just do a delivery service. because. Oh, wow. It's not illegal to drive around with it. And once you're in someone's house privately, if you have a network where it's like you got to have referrals, which is like the club that I'm in, you got to have referrals and they do no taxes. So because the taxes now are crazy. I think I the last time I bought a regular ounce was like 300 bucks and the tax was 95 bucks. Wow. 25 percent almost. Yeah, so it is kind of crazy, but now I can get ounces for 200 bucks, no tax. Washington huh. State was 55%. 55% tax. Like, I bought 70 bucks worth of fucking weed and shit, and it was $105. Well, I wonder how much our tax is going to be, because, you know, the, I don't the know. there's I'm a big difference, no and that's kind of what Darren was saying, is, is you guys have all the selection. You have, like, a... In, in a way, a true your market. Entre entrepreneurial uh, ability there, where here now it's it's going to be pretty restricted. I was going to go on the website today because so you can either go to the, there's only two shops right now in Calgary, I think, that are technically open. 
And then there's this new website, this Alberta government, Alberta liquor and gambling control fucking website they made. But the amount of information they want to make an account, I'm just like, eh, I'm pretty good. I like going to the States and I don't need to be, oh, well, we found you in this fucking database. So blah, 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 blah. And, you know, it's just not as tempting as I thought it would be. If you can just find someone like the guy I have, because the having less risk is going to open the gate to a lot of people doing some under the radar stuff. And then it just doesn't matter what the taxes are. Cause all you really wanted was for it to be not so illegal so that people could operate, you know, on the DL a little bit more and feel safer doing so. So, I mean, my guy has a punch card now. That's what we're dealing with. You know? Yeah. So, see, that's, that's what I'm hoping will happen here right now. I know a couple of the websites went down because what they're doing here now is uh, you could do it. Uh, you could still run some sort of service if you have a bunch of drivers and they're doing less than an ounce. But if you get caught with more than an ounce, then you're getting arrested. Or if That's you weird, yeah. And if you get caught dispensing without, you know, if you get so if you got caught with you know a half pound running all over town, you're fucked. Basically, they've kind of made it so they've still got the power. Like I think we were reading the site today, earlier today, and it's like um, if you get caught with the, if you're driving within like five six hours of smoking a joint, your second offense, you're going to jail mandatory, mandatory thirty days in jail. Wow, that's messed up. <laughs> that's way worse than alcohol. I don't get the logic. What are you in for? Uh smoking a joint and yeah. driving. <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm not saying you should be getting high and driving, but you know, like an hour, maybe but people do you know, an hour, no, an hour two, after two, s- maybe two or three, an hour. You're sometimes you're a bit too. It so depends on how much you smoke and, yeah. and, and your constitution yeah. probably too. Yeah. Honestly, if I had to wait an hour, I would never get to go anywhere. <laughs> so <laughs> are you, can you guys smoke in the club? Is there any dedicated clubs to that yet in San Diego? I heard that LA. Had no. A yeah. I've heard that too. And they're really, not supposed to, as far as I understand, it's just all about like, you just push up against the line a little bit. Somebody yeah. has the balls to do it and yeah. then they don't get in trouble. And then a few more pop up. San Diego doesn't have that yet. It's kind of weird that you can buy it, but if you don't live here, so the whole tourism aspect, you know, everybody talks about that, but you can't smoke in a motel six. Yeah. You can't yeah. smoke at a holiday Inn, and you can't smoke on the street and you can't smoke in the place you bought the weed. So you <laughs> are pretty much forced to break not a law, but at least a rule of your hotel room. But we did a pretty cool thing for my birthday last year. Me and my group of friends here, we have been doing this like we really try to do something epic for a person's birthday, just something we wouldn't do otherwise, usually catered to whatever they're particularly into riding four wheelers in the desert or whatever it is me, I'm the weed guy. So my wife actually contacted one of the bigger dispensaries down here that has a bus and was like, Hey, is it possible to rent this bus where we can actually smoke on it? And they negotiated it out and we did. So we had like 25 people get on this bus and it was billowing out the windows and it's going all over San Diego, big pot leaf on the bus itself because it is the dispensary's bus and that was just a hell of a time. So that was like a private room where we could smoke. But outside of that, I'm always just breaking laws. Like there's no other choice. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's an awesome story. Still breaking <laughs> laws. Eh? And that's the thing you hope you get out of with legalization is, you know, that that 
fucking thing that hangs over you of constantly being a criminal. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought I really have thought about seeing where this goes and the possibility of opening something like the Higher Side Cafe, keeping it with THC, and it would be like or the Higher Side Coffee Shop if they called them coffee shops like they do in Amsterdam, and it would just be a nice simple little thing, a lounge where you can buy and smoke weed, and on the TVs it's playing conspiracy documentaries on ah, mute instead of sports. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. you don't have to. You don't have to talk about it or watch it, but it's there. Uh, I just think that'd be a lot of fun. That's a great idea. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm not going to be the first. I'm not going to dip my toe in until other people have. Well, you might be the first podcast of that size to create your own little... uh, Let someone else try the the cafe first and see if Johnny Law (laughs) comes and kicks in their door first. I mean, we break the law all the time. People break the law all the time with alcohol. I mean, whether you're at a sporting event or whether you're... I mean, I don't know. There's some places in the States, like Vegas, you can walk around with it. I don't know about, what about California, San Diego? But up here, you can't go anywhere in public with a with open liquor. Yeah, it's rare. I think the only two U.S. cities are Vegas and New Orleans. Right, that's kind of what I was saying. I thought maybe San Diego in there too, but I guess not. So No, so actually, yeah. it used to be. You, sorry, but you could. Uh, it's kind of a funny story, but right before I moved out here, just, close to 10 years ago, it used to be that you could drink on the beach. It wasn't a big deal, like for the longest time. And then they outlawed it because there was an incident where a cop was with had his uh, car out on the beach and was going after somebody and forgot to put the car in park. So it starts rolling towards the ocean and he's trying to police like a big crowd. So some guy from this crowd, probably a drunk dude, runs in and jumps in the cop's front seat and like puts it in park and stops his car. The cop grabs the guy aggressively, throws him to the ground, and then that sets the crowd off because they're all drunk and they're like, hey, this guy was just helping you. So they call it the Pacific Beach Riot. But because of that day, which was before I got here, we can't drink on the beach. Oh, that's that's annoying. That's one of my pet peeves when they when they overblow a law like that based on one incident. You know. Oh, yeah. That's common. You know, one person dies. No one ever gets to ride a motorcycle without a helmet again. Yeah. yeah <laughs> or whatever. Or the, yeah. There's a four way stop at this rare intersection now because somebody crashed. Yeah. Now everybody's got to yeah. come to a complete full fucking stop because yeah, yeah. of one asshole. Yeah. One day. Exactly. <laughs> full so, stop. So, man, a great interview with uh, Brooks Agnew there. I was listening to your, your whole show there with him. Uh, oh, the, yeah. The, the plus and the. Uh, and the free one. I mean, that's just mind blowing stuff. Like he's he's awesome. Uh, great interview with him. Lots of good questions. Uh, yeah, fantastic. Right for people who aren't aware, Brooks Agnew. One of his biggest topics he goes into is the Hollow Earth, which is one of my favorite topics. And there's a lot of ways to talk about the Hollow Earth. You can get into mythology. You can talk about just weird Fortean stories of things underground. Or you can look at these old things like the Smoky God, the Admiral Bird story. But there's not a lot of people that are giving you the modern science that could support the idea of a hollow earth. And Brooks Agnew, I think, is the number one guy who does that. Because the truth is we've only drilled eight miles down. So everything else is somewhat speculation. And one of the things that resonated with me that he talked about is that he was researching the scans at MIT and some of these universities and organizations are doing then they're studying you know deep in the ground they're getting these uh they're doing like a cat scan of the earth or whatever and they found an inner ocean 
And it's just one of these weird things that like, if there's an inner ocean, if there's an ocean that doesn't see the surface, what else could there be? Well, it's, it's just big, bigger another than the Atlantic to too, like huge. Right, right. So, and I, <laughs> just a stupid stoner thought, but the other day I was just thinking, you know, of all the things created by nature, if you, when, you, when you have something that nature creates that's round, generally whether it's a geode or fruit or possibly a planet, the most interesting part is always on the inside. It's never the outside skin, the surface, the, that's the most interesting. A geode, when you crack it open, there's fucking crystals inside. You know, every fruit, you're not, you're not excited about the outside rind, the skin. It's what's inside that's fascinating and, you know, whatever. But I, it's just a weird stoner thought. I was like, why wouldn't the earth, why wouldn't that same thing apply to the earth? Yeah, that's, but, that's, that's funny. Oh, yeah, he had some other evidence too there that that really sort of makes you wonder when if that you know, and I mean he's a he's the type of guy super smart, um, seems pretty trustworthy. Like it's it's pretty mind blowing. I loved how he was talking about the link to manifestation and consciousness when when he was teaching that class. Uh, I think it was like. Uh, post-secondary algebra or something like that. And, and when you get to that numerical constant where every time, uh, when you get to the, I think the multiple of eight or something, it turns into the, uh, the, uh, the sacred, uh, what, what's that, uh, sacred geometry, the, uh, the golden ratio. Oh, and then, and then yeah. he creates it to manifesting and it's, and it's it, very interesting. So maybe it should, maybe you should think, or when you're manifesting or, you know, doing that, uh, intention do it eight times and on that eighth time it's gonna turn into you know something special mm -hmm. i think there's a code to it for sure and it's unfortunate that we don't just teach it to people in school like let them from an early age understand that there's this possible mechanism and that it's at least a fun way to live uh thinking that you can control your reality rather than this idea that well you're just a beaten down Debt riddled asshole, and you can just get some shitty job and you know scrounge away until you die. Like that sucks. That's pretty much the attitude we have. So why not have this other flipped reality where say, hey, you know, do what you want. Maybe you can manifest reality. I guess that is kind of the everyone gets a trophy thing, but <laughs> I don't, think, I don't like, think so. Uh, I don't think so because it's you know, gratitude, being in that state of gratitude is, has measurable effects as well. It's key. So there's, you know, there is, there is, yeah, man. I, I, even if, even a world with no magic, there's intention that works. That is magic. Mm -hmm. yeah. That is magic. <laughs> Indeed. I'm off it. <laughs> I think it's worth it. You know, the funny thing is that <clears throat> all the successful people seem to think that there is. Magic. Or at the very, at the very least, that um, there's a very high number of highly successful people that seem to think that attitude and outlook yeah, and positive thinking and, and yeah. positive thinking and everything else are a whole lot more important than the people that are getting the Mondays. Yeah, um, right. Seem to. And you know, manifestation, the power of will. When you talk about it in those terms, people don't have much of a problem with it. But when you say magic, then it's like, okay, this guy's doing magic. Now we need to be skeptical. And it's just kind of, it's just arbitrary. It's just a difference of definition. I mean, prayer is magic. Yeah. And it's the most religious people who are afraid of magic. But prayer is 
really in that same wheelhouse, if you ask me. Yeah, totally. I mean, but it, but it's it's opening up quite a bit now. I mean, you know, Gordon's getting pretty popular, and even uh, yeah. Jason uh, Jason Liu's book. I mean, it's reaching a lot of people. Like it's it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it's people are really opening up to it, and I don't know if it's a coincidence that the you know our political climate and and everything else is is blowing up as well. If 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 there's something there with that, but uh, yeah, it's definitely getting out there. It is. There's. It's getting uh, appreciated from a scientific perspective too. I don't know if you guys have had Dean Radin on the show, but no, no, he's but, a yeah. parapsychologist who's really pushing magic to the forefront of his industry. And uh, this morning I interviewed a guy, Dr. Jack Hunter. He's really awesome. I mean, the show won't air for a couple of weeks, but he's an anthropologist and he's using the field of anthropology to explore the paranormal and Fordian experiences because a lot of things have come out of anthropology, but they're suppressed. Like when someone goes out to the Amazon and spends three weeks with a indigenous culture that practices shamanism, you think they don't see some shit, but what they don't want to talk about it. You know, they might downplay that part of their reporting. They're not super honest about it because they don't want to be controversial. And his attitude is no, let's dig out these stories because the magic, the weird paranormal stuff, there's indigenous cultures living in nature that have these experiences all the time. And there's Westerners who have gone to academically study them and we don't even pay attention to the weird stuff that happens out there. We just want to know their diet. And yeah, it's just, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. it is what it is. But that's another area, another indication that things are opening up. It's uh, Charles Fort's era of wider inclusion that he talked about. Yeah. Did we talk about your practice at all? Did, did we, last time we chatted, I can't remember if we did or not. But you were, you were playing around with it for a little bit, weren't you? Or maybe still are. And if you were and are, did you notice any shifts or any changes in anything? Mm, not really. And I have played around with it. And this is something that certain people have gotten very skeptical of me about. And I, it's, it's bittersweet because you want to be open and honest and share things with an audience, but then you share something and people use it against you or use it to fuel some kind of wild speculation. But I mentioned that I did try a crossroads interaction and it's That's the one I chose because in one of Gordon's books, Pieces of Eight, he has a very methodical laid out, you know, do this, this, this. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I'll try it. And it's not making a deal with the devil, like the one and only devil. Bargain? No, I think it's just more of a, it's, it's a a crossroads is a liminal space where you can make contact with an entity. You know, we can say a trickster entity, but I think it's. Kind of simplistic to say the one true devil. I mean, that's I don't I don't really believe in that paradigm. I don't believe in that model of one god, yeah, one yeah, devil. Yeah, yeah. Um, but regardless, I had a place near my house that was relatively open. It was a little marshland preserve. But the problem is, when I would go there after dark, it was just a homeless haven. There's homeless people and shopping carts all over the fucking place. You <laughs> can't do anything. You need privacy. So. To say I tried means I wrote down the incantation, walked over to the crossroads at the march, a a march a few nights in a row. Each night was just distracted and interrupted by homeless people. And I went home and I was like, well, all right. So I can't even say I completed it. So I can't even say that it didn't work or or did work. And that's the other thing I've learned from talking to people who practice magic is it's very hard. It's not a simple process. So, or just the intention might have actually 
didn't you know my i mean it's possible maybe the, you can't form, ever the formality of the formality of the gift or leaving something there or making the deal might even be just re- irrelevant maybe it was just right the, the, the intention to do it to begin with that did uh, did the trick if it did anything at all it, right and that's the other thing is you can't ever really determine a cause for certain things yeah. like you know it is what it is but i haven't really done a ton of magic. I've done a little bit of sigil magic, but even that is about timing. And you know, you want to do it at the most advantageous time. So it takes a lot of work into the astrology and the moon cycles of the upcoming month and when you should do the sigils on what day. And I am a disorganized person. So for me to want to do that, I have to be like, okay, I'm gonna try <laughs> I'm gonna do it in November. And then I have to really focus. And then once November's over, it's not like I'm doing this every month because I can't keep that detailed of a calendar, you know, I'm just not really that kind of person, but I did not offer my eternal soul at the crossroads. It was really just, uh, some purified water and I believe some whiskey and maybe an apple or something, but those are offerings. Those are, if you, if you really look at magic, I feel like those are more realistic offerings that actually are used all the time rather than the eternal soul. I think that's the religious propaganda residue, but that's just my opinion. I really, I really don't know. And that caused a bit of it. Like people got, uh, upset or offended by that. Like you're, well, I think you guys know, I mean, I think you guys are aware. I don't really want to name names, but certain previous guests of mine were making very public statements about concocting a timeline from my saying that I did this and the success of THC. And it's like, well, number one, you don't have the numbers mm-hmm. of THC. You don't know when I had bumps or, or if I've even had one lately. You really have no idea. And I told you that I did something. I, di- I tried a crossroads experiment in a Q&A, but that has no bearing on when I tried it. It was actually like probably nine months to a year before that Q and a, it's not like I did it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. You know, it, people speculate and they concoct timelines based off a few pieces of information and people can do what they want to do, but <laughs> it's just, you can't please everybody. People are going to be skeptical, especially in the conspiracy. Yeah. Especially like you said, it, yeah. You, like you said, yeah. at the beginning, like you got, uh, you know, people, uh, dissecting your logos for, <laughs> for, you know, a cult meetings yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, and it's a conspiracy one. So we get I the, thought the Mason YouTube. one was like funny. I thought it was like mocking the yeah. Masons rather yeah, than yeah. paying homage to yeah. them. It's more like putting THC in the space of God. I mean, how presumptuous <laughs> is that? That's a parody. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We, we get a couple, um, we got a couple YouTube comments and stuff like that, but we've been pretty lucky. I mean, we're quite a bit smaller audience than you, but we've been pretty lucky. We also don't go into the the hardcore conspiracies and stuff as like much. that as I mean, much as do, you do. We, we, do, we, we dabble, but yeah. you know, we'd be well, harder. We'd like be I harder to well pin down. I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have you guys had your first creep? Uh, I don't get the. I don't give people my email. I'm harder to find. Ah, uh, see, I've, I, that's the thing. When you get your first creep, especially if you do a show alone, you're like, oh fuck, I'm really exposed out here. Like yeah, yeah. I, you can't put, you can't take your information off the internet once it's there. And it's just one of those things, but I've had a couple creeps and I think that's completely 
separate and 95% of people are cool. You know, I think the biggest category is people who listen to the show, like it, and don't say anything. That's yeah, me yeah, with all that, the shows I listen to. Yeah, that's to. the biggest category uh, for sure. But what, they're but dealing what, with a small amount of people. Do you think they're genuine creeps or are they, are they disinf- I mean, because... You know, every time I th- hear about stuff like that, I, I think uh, my 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 mind automatically goes to, uh, you know, paid paid shills or bots or people to fucking just <laughs> go into these communities and, uh, you know, and do that right. Which is it's pretty creepy that somebody's going to email you whatever they do. I mean, we don't have to get into details and all that, but a legitimately creepy email like is that? You think that's the cum shots? If you talk, if you want to talk cum shots, let's just talk cum shot. <laughs> I don't know. Spit it out, Graham. Come on. No, Have you know. got anything even close to that? Because you get like most of the correspondence. I get most of the correspondence, and no, no, I don't. No, I don't get too much creepy stuff. But like, like we're you know, Greg, we're emailing back and forth. And all I think it's a numbers game in a way. Like once you get to a certain level, a certain amount of numbers, there's just going to be there. There's a few creeps in the audience that are gonna reach out i handle the twitter mm-hmm. and if there's anything like fucking borderline creepy to block 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 mm-hmm. yeah well i obviously don't like to tell too many details because i don't want a person who did something creepy cat. to think they got to me you know exactly. what i mean i'd rather they exactly. think i didn't see it at all but the cum shots were just too crazy to not bring up but and i th- and i have said it was two people but i actually think it was probably one person with two accounts because when you look at the composition of the photographs <laughs> and uh i mean you look at the handwriting of the sigils that they were jacking off on i think that's the same guy the consistency but, you know somebody was doing sigil magic to try to disrupt my marriage jesus that's see that's, and that's pretty not, like that's the, see the thing is that's pretty serious right like that's it is. I mean, it kind of is. So when you ha- when you work alone and I, iso- you know, I'm in isolation to a degree, I work yeah. from home. I don't go, I don't leave the house for much. And <laughs> you, don't leave, the, you don't leave your mom's basement at all. No, <laughs> oh, you want to talk about uh neckbeard gate, <laughs> but you know, it is, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, I obviously didn't like that, but it's just one example of creepy behavior. And when you get in a fight with your wife, you can't help but think like, is this related? I don't know. It just, it drives you nuts. It does drive you nuts. So there's little dramas that happen, but I try, I really don't like the dramas and I don't like to uh, think that it goes deeper than just individual weirdos. Um, I've had people say those really generic type of things like, you know, you have a beautiful life with a beautiful wife. You really should be careful. And maybe they are honestly just being concerned about like, Hey, you're doing some racy topics, but it's one of those comments that you're just like, don't say that to me. Don't yeah. say that to anybody. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It could easily be taken the wrong way. Right. And so it is frustrating sometimes when people who, you know, you consider allies, you know, in the, in the actual media space, might be casting doubt on your credibility or speculating about being compromised. And meanwhile, you're working alone and you're getting comments like this. And it's like, well, not only am I not compromised, but I'm actually like <laughs> getting pretty beaten down by a lot of this bullshit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You and know? and so you've even had to kind of step back and, and sort of, I mean, I heard, I've heard you and Gordon talk about this a little bit. 
you know, the conspiracy culture alone, because you're, you know, you're one of the biggest shows that delves into some of the deeper ones. And yet, you know, we're getting to the point where you've had to say, well, you know, we might not have to talk about or be able to talk about this or that, or kind of separate them out a little bit. I mean, how do you handle and deal with, with that aspect of, you know, you can't always talk about everything out there and you got to pick and choose some things. It's hard enough to schedule guests on in a, in a, in a decent, you know, time manner and have them all lined up. So you got to show, I mean, there's a lot of challenges that people probably don't see as well that happen behind the scenes. So it's kind, <laughs> well, of, a, kind of a couple questions in there, but, or, or comments. Well, it is not easy being the conspiracy podcast King of San Diego. Okay. I'll <laughs> just say that it is not easy. No, I'm just fucking around. But I, that Gordon show, I loved that show for a lot of reasons, but we did talk about how I feel like for the first time in my life, the past couple of years, conspiracy culture and where I'm at have drifted apart more so than in previous ages. And that's because of things like the flat earth and nukes aren't real and dinosaurs aren't real. And I'm not necessarily saying that I absolutely know that those are incorrect assumptions, no, exactly, but yeah. it's also not really where I am. And it's the, the, you know, I said neck beard gate because in my post show wrap up, I made a comment about basement dwelling neck beards. And I know that is a tired insult for conspiracy people. And I'm not going to apologize for it because I do mean what I said, that there is a segment of conspiracy culture where like break down basement dwelling neck beards. Neck beards implies you're out of shape. You're not taking care of your physical self. And basement dwelling implies that you're not taking care of your financial situation if you're living in your mom's basement. So you're not taking care of yourself and you're spending hours on YouTube watching flat earth videos. Now, I thought the value of conspiracy was to improve my life. That's why I got into it. So I could see through the lie of the white picket fence, just get a job and live a good middle-class life. I didn't want that. And I wanted to realize that the banking system was as corrupted as, as it is, that everything is a debt trap. I wanted to get a better map for navigating reality. And I don't see how some of these things do that. It's gotten to the point now where people just want to have the most epic conspiracy. And it's not even about, is it real? It's about, <clears throat> can I make a good case for it in a video? And I just thought, that it was a fair criticism to a segment of, we have to be able to laugh at ourselves. Every culture, every community has things you can roast them on and you should have a sense of humor about it. For us, it is people who are really, really worried about the machine coming down on them, but they're not really doing anything to take care of themselves. And so is it the Rockefellers and Rothschilds that are fucking you? Or is it the fact that you really haven't applied yourself all that well. And I think that's something that's a hard truth. It's a raw kind of thing people don't want to think about sometimes. But if we're being honest, I've had that period in my life uh, where I was not being super productive and I was absorbing a lot of information that wasn't super helpful. And I want to try to talk about, yeah, conspiracy, of course, but stuff that's actually useful. We did a vaccine show. I think that's pretty fucking useful. Yeah. So yeah. it's not about not covering conspiracies. It's just about let's bring it back to improving our lives. Cause if we can't improve our lives, what are we doing? Yeah. And the timing, the timing also lines up with the, the whole mainstream narrative and all the conspiracies that are way out here now. And 
and all the memes happening. I mean, it is a well, different. Like, like, yeah, you, the you mainstream is even ruining years. conspiracies with their fucking Trump, Clinton, fucking WikiLeaks, Q, Vault Seven. Q. Go fuck yourself, bullshit. I'm so <laughs> sick and tired of it. Amen. I agree. <clears throat> yeah. So I mean, it it lines up the last two years. It, it also lines up with that. And I don't. Maybe that. Maybe that makes people less uh, or more weary of of that or something. But, you know, I mean, all this, like, the, you know, the Pedogate stuff now, I mean, there's a lot of big conspiracies that are meaningful conspiracies right now. And, and maybe the waters are getting muddied with all this meaningless crap. So it's, it's mm -hmm. interesting that your, your sort of, you know, departure for some of the different types sort of lines up with what's going on. In the, well, I think that's in the part geopolitical of climate down I, there. I mean, holy I really shit. do think, you know, part of my nature, I don't know why, but is it's to be Critical. like a contrarian. Well, yeah. just to do yeah. the opposite of yeah. what's popular. And yeah. when I started the show, conspiracy wasn't popular. Now it's the most fucking popular <laughs> thing there is. And I maybe feel a little uncomfortable. Yeah, I yeah. Maybe I, I had <laughs> a conversation. I did a show about like, what, what do we do here? How do we go back to being different? How do we stay different? How do we stay fringe in a world where conspiracy is popular? Exactly. That's, I guess, the crux. Yeah. And yeah. I think I've done a pretty good job of finding real creative ways to talk about weird stuff. I mean, some of my favorite shows lately have been these real close zoom ins on a particular geographical location and all the occult stuff that's attached to it, like the Susquehanna the Phoenix, River. Yeah, the Phoenix one was good. Yeah. The most recent one, the Phoenix one. Yeah. Uh, Corey Daniel, fucking awesome dude who. I just, I really love that show because I think about him living kind of in a really, really, um, I don't want to say desolate because that's such a negative word, but there's not a lot of people out there in the desert. And he's absorbing all these stories and cultivating all this knowledge. And, you know, he's just like walking around with all this interesting stuff that I would love to hear. A lot of people would love to hear, but it's just not, you know, there's just no outlet. So to be able to, use the THC platform or the megaphone to, to let him shout out all this awesome stuff to like thousands of people is I think really awesome because otherwise some of those stories can just die out there in the desert. Yeah, man, that's a super fresh episode. And, you know, we learned lots of different stuff that we haven't heard about, about our history and, you know, Phoenix area. It's a, it's a good one. And, you know, but you could all, we could also look at it too. Like sometimes I think, uh, especially when it comes to a lot of the main, topics like ufos that we talk about but when i think back to the last decade or so and i mean this conspiracy culture like we we've had a lot of wins like a lot of wins the stuff that we've talked about on this show and that you guys have talked about like now just you know even all the science like the dean raiden stuff you you mentioned the nde research the uh the afterlife research the you know all the lucid dreaming stuff the ufos like the, as more you know it's becoming more of a reality that this, there is something going on there. And yeah. even some of the bigger conspiracies, like, you know, pizza gate or whatever. I mean, there's a lot of things that just are pretty much known. Even nine 11 is the biggest one of all. I mean, it's pretty much accepted now as uh, there's still, of course, there's still a camp that, you know, that says that believes in mainstream narrative, but I mean, it's a know, small, who would have thought it's a small that, camp. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it's really we have had a ton of wins. I mean, when you look at even the, the UFO and acknowledgement, I mean, the amount of people that now just you know would would agree that there's something going on with UFOs. I mean, it's 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 we're doing pretty good in that respect. I agree. 
things aren't so bad. I definitely like to think of the glass as half full. And especially if in the magic world, I think that culture and the consciousness whole thing and psychedelics like that soup yeah, is yeah. definitely getting some major play. Yeah. Uh, I suppose UFOs. I have just. I have not been as as uh, deep into like the latest news in ufology as probably you guys have. But if it's getting some wins, that's great. I just uh, taken it as a given at this point and kind of stopped paying attention until like I feel like something is catching up to where I've been for yeah. six, seven years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we don't really get, get too deep into it uh, lately, but we just had I mean, we just did a recorded a great episode with grant cameron and alex sakaris i mean that's that was pretty mind-blowing oh, i love alex. But that but that'll do it for us for you know a month or so on it or a couple months at mm -hmm. least you know we're all over well, the I mean fucking map i think that's part of we don't we don't you know i think there's a unique part of the some of the, not all the conspiracy but some people get stuck in that conspiracy and i mean i was i was there for a while where you know, I can just start to be fucking depressed because you're just chasing down one thing after another, after another, after another, after another. And, you know, we, we've kind of, we're, we're all over the map. We're not just kind of, we, we've never been that one conspiracy to the next sort of thing. We have time to take a two month break and talk about healing or talk about, you know, something that's mm -hmm. got a lot more light to it. Absolutely. And I think those are, positive ways to cover conspiracy because to me the conspiracy is covering something up and what's going to be covered up a bunch of stuff that's good for us so let's exactly. talk about the things that are good for us yeah, and yeah. we are covering conspiracy yeah 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 that's well put that's kind of what yeah so you what seven seven years in cracking um yeah uh i usually say that it started in 2010 mainly just because it's easy for me to count up to 2018 and then say, oh, it's been eight years. But the first couple of years really are murky territory because I would record a couple shows here, a couple shows there. I was trying to do things with local comedians and I was just all over the map. But I do think it's fair to say the first time the Higher Side Chats was said into a microphone and put on the internet was probably 2010. The first time it was good was probably 2012 or 14 or maybe it's still not good depending on who you ask but yeah it's been quite a road oh right on buddy that's awesome that's what's the biggest takeaway in eight years of podcasting like what's uh there's got to be a couple like this the world's a different place to you than it was eight years ago yeah well hmm I would try to I would try to stay private. Honestly, I wish I could go back and probably be a little more private because I and I don't think it's a coordinated top down type of thing. But you don't want to have a bunch of creeps being able to find out information about you and trying to be I don't know, just because you're they see you as popular or something, uh, be able to use that kind of stuff to get under your skin. But it isn't the coordinated effort that I thought it might have been. And I, I'm not like a person who wants to say, oh, they're coming for me. You know, I used to hate that about podcasts or, or radio shows where they'd lose someone and say, oh, somebody must be tapping the line and cut the call because you were about to say something like, no, asshole, you just you just dropped a call. It's no big deal. <laughs> and I think that a lot of things today especially because of the Alex Jones crackdown and the deplatforming. A lot of people are saying, well, look at me. I'm getting deplatformed too. 
look at me. They obviously care about what I'm doing. I'm the truth. You know, they, they it's a lot of that. I'm seeing it everywhere. And I just don't believe that a lot of these people are that important to the big machine. Now, if you're getting caught in keyword searches, that's something different. That happens to me. Uh, I did just recently get kicked off of iTunes for a little bit. Oh, yeah, and I yeah. was very worried. And that's the thing. Like, I don't like to invoke I'm being deplatformed. That's not what I want to do. But at the same time, it's unfortunate that we have to think along those lines because of the content of our yeah, show. Because it is because happening. There are I mean, examples. it really yeah, is fucking it is. happening. And, it, and it's it happening is. at many, many different levels. Absolutely. And on iTunes, I think the issue for me was that I used, I have this tagline, I've just had it in there forever, that the Higher Side Chats is a bolder coast-to-coast -coast hosted by a more mellow Alex Jones, because I felt like that just hit, that says a lot in very few words. And I liked that phrase, but I took that out and then resubmitted my podcast and barely changed, I changed a couple other small technical things, but I, I got back in. So, so you, I think you, I caught you, a keyword. Somewhere. Did you think about just changing Alex Jones to AJ? Yeah, <laughs> I just figured who gives a shit at this point. Just say it's a conspiracy show. Yeah. So, uh, so you, you left, left that in there? So you left the title in there? I kind of have to. Or, I want people like the, to, be yeah, able to yeah, find it. Yeah. I want people to know what they're getting into. So I left it in there. And I thought if, if it didn't go well that time, then I could change it to just the higher side chats. Uh, but now the listing is the higher side chats conspiracy podcast. So and I think we're all right. Uh, yeah. so, 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 they suggested so this, I'd make ours the Grimerica, the Grimerica Conspiracy Paranormal Show. Why? You like, could. Oh, fuck, I don't want to call this show why? that. I, so I just made it the Grimerica Show again. Well, why, why, what was wrong with our title? Our, there's nothing wrong with our title. I don't know. I got I got panicked when Greg texted and said that he wasn't <laughs> in iTunes because of his title. And I was like, well, ours is... So then I text my guy at Libsyn and he was like, ooh, he's like Apple's cracking down on those subtitles. So that he was like that not your grandparents paranormal conspiracy podcast could get you to trouble eventually. Right. So I just, and that's okay. You know, standards change. The rules change. It I isn't a it is attack though. against know, us. But it could be okay though. I mean, I, I don't like be. to, I, you know, why now? And it will be. Why eventually. now? Why with all this censorship happening, all this deplatforming happening, and now they change their algorithm or their rules to catch these titles. I mean, how many, and why? Why your show? Like this is I, what happens I when don't, you go too far down the conspiracy rabbit hole. Well, you see, you're witnessing it firsthand. Well, here's too. another thing: is like if you've ever think about the analogy of a typical workplace, a corporate environment, like a GameStop, for example. There's so many rules that you're always violating one or two small rules because there's just too many to enforce every rule. But when they want to fire you, then that's, they just yeah, pull out those yeah. extra little rules. Yeah. So there could be something to that degree of, yeah, why certain conspiracy shows, why are they being affected harder? Well, the rules are being applied to them first, perhaps. But uh, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. I don't want to invoke that, but I do worry. I am very committed to doing this now. Am I going to be able to do this in 20 years? If I have a kid in two years and then that kid turns 10, is his dad going to have a job? Like, you know, people are, uh, some people, you know, not all people, of course, but some people are upset about things like the price raise or things like the added plug that I put at the beginning of the free show. And I understand a little frustration, but come on, it's a free show. And, you know, the free, the free part's free. So, you know, limited bitching about a 30 second commercial that explains that there's a extension for $8, but 
I I have to have a little insurance. I mean, life is really good right now. I'm very, very happy. But you have to have some foresight and some insulation from this crackdown. Yeah. You got to open I'm a cafe. i the future. Yeah. You got to diversify. Yeah. Jeez. So what was it like <laughs> for you uh, when you realized that this, this gig that you're doing since 2010 now, you know, a little bit informal at first, but... What was it like for you when you realized like this could actually be something I can do like, you know, full time, ramp it up a bit? Like, was there, you know, was, did it work out pretty smooth as far as like, you noticing, okay, this, this can be a real thing when you put more effort into it, it really grew or did you, you know what I mean? Like tell, talk to about that a little bit. <laughs> well, I think I waited to the, at the right time yeah. to do plus because yeah. I was doing it on donations for a long time before yeah. that. And yeah. so. When I pulled the trigger on Plus, there were enough people there to support it. And, you know, at GameStop, you make $2,000 a month. That's not a lot of money. So it doesn't take a ton of subscriptions to get yeah. you yeah. close to that. I mean, 1,000 subscriptions would double my GameStop paycheck two and a half times, really. Yeah. And then... Of course, I'd be like, well, I don't fucking need GameStop. Fuck this place. Yeah. And obviously, that's the dream. I always just wanted my independence. I wanted my freedom. That's all I wanted. No bosses, no alarm clocks. That yeah. is what I was going for. I don't want to be famous. I don't. I want to be able to go to the store and have nobody look at me. I'm high. I don't need people looking at me. I, you know, and I'm, I'm very fortunate at this stage of the game, but I am concerned about the potential future. We'll see. But yeah, I mean, I was making such a shitty wage that it really wasn't long before I was like, okay, this is at least in the ballpark of being competitive with that. Yeah. And being able to quit was absolutely the best thing. And, you know, there's always been that criticism of making money off conspiracy, but the has way there I been look from, at it has is, there been quite a bit? Of well, that? not for me, but just in the culture. Yeah. In the culture, that's always a criticism. Oh, look at David Icke. He's selling books. Oh, you know, yeah, look at yeah. this guy. He's selling pills. So there's always that criticism. But the way I look at it is everyone makes money doing something. I could make money selling addictive video games to children, or I could make money trying to open up conversations about really interesting and fringe ideas that in some cases are really helping people's lives in yeah. cases of some health shows or yeah. helping people figure out what to do about vaccines or whatever. There's, there's things in there that are quite helpful as well as interesting. Yeah. And I could do a show about fucking the blacklist. I could do one of those stupid podcasts. that's about one particular TV show and it would be arbitrary and mean nothing. Or I could do something that I think is important, but you can't fault me for wanting it to be a career. I don't think that that makes it less uh, like authentic. I think that's a silly criticism. I mean, obviously there's a there's a line. I mean, if you're selling pills and doing all this crazy supplement stuff, I, there's obviously a line. But I keep it very lean and very simple. I make a show. I sell an extended version of that show. I don't need you to go buy some arbitrary watch or whatever it is that people are selling these days, go uh, me undies. I don't need to sell you underwear. If you want to support me, support me, and I'll give you more of what you like. Let's leave the underwear out of it. Do we have to leave the underwear completely out of it? <laughs> when you're talking with, to me, yeah. I hope you know that. We're pretty deep in this now to be having underwear on. 
That's right. All right. Fair we already enough. talked about the cum shot sigils. I mean, come on. That's right. I didn't even wear underwear today because I knew we were chatting tonight. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, we've done this before. That's why I think this is number three. That's why I was saying I couldn't believe Graham didn't have an intro ready. He's a three time, wow. three times he fell flat. I've tried to with do the this King intro. Intros and I can't, just can't. You just there writing it out at home. There's nothing to it. There's nothing to it. Yeah. Um, no, that, that that makes sense to me though, and I, I don't think uh, I don't think uh, I've heard much negative stuff about uh, people like yourself creating that for you know for your job for your income. I mean. Yeah, I, we get mostly encouragement from the people that do support the show to yeah. have it be our job one day. And yeah. it's only the people that don't support the show that bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, even Rogan has said that on his show before that conspiracy becomes a business for people. And then it's just about that next provocative thing. Yeah. And that's one way to look at it. But the other way to look at it is people pay for Netflix and they're doing that just for entertainment. I like to entertain and inform. Yeah, exactly. If, if, exactly. if possible. Yeah, exactly. And I mean that those statements kind of bug me because that's that's pretty narrow, narrow view of things, a narrow look at things. There might be an odd, you know, the odd person, the, the odd thing that's trying to, you know, come up with the next conspiracy and make it an odd. I don't know. I just don't see that being the common thing. I don't know. I could come up with some doozies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think I could. I think we should have Brooks <laughs> Agnew on anyway. And like I was saying uh, uh, in the emails, like we did, uh, we did the show with Sam and them. And I think you know we'll do. We're doing this show with you. I think you know the it wouldn't hurt anyway, or it doesn't hurt the, the more the more the the more stuff we can do together. I think and. Our little corner of the world that you know we got our four or five shows here that are kind of all kind of in the same thing you know the more we can do together maybe the better off we'll be when they come right. and start shutting shit off and we need to make our own youtube yeah well i would hope so like that's my approach there's only a couple of shows that i feel are real kindred spirits you know that are are really on the same team and you know I mean, should we, we should just talk about it because obviously this show is manifested at the end of a winding road of correspondence that started with the show you did with Sam and the conspiracy farm guys, where you were joking about THC and being compromised. And I had just gotten back from a vacation and a bunch of people had sent that to me. You know, that's the thing. <laughs> Everybody should know you can't talk shit about me because I'm going to get it sent to me. <laughs> exactly. I'm not out there looking for people, to, but people want to start shit and start drama. So they're going to be like, Hey, did you hear this shit? And <laughs> it was somewhat annoying. I understand the idea that you have to speculate about people, but I'm like, Hey, here's the Gramerica guys. I'm friendly with them. Here's Sam. I've done a lot of shows with him. Here's the conspiracy farm guys who just had me on. <laughs> they com they complimented you actually. They, they, they had lots of good things to say about you on the show. Fair. Well, I didn't I hear think. the whole thing, but uh, yeah, the, part yeah, that, yeah. the part that was time stamped and sent to me was just <laughs> about speculating that I was compromised. And I was just like, you know, that having that conversation is fine, but it would have been nice if one person in that group at that time had just said, you know, joking aside, Greg's always been cool to me. I like the guy. He's never done anything wrong, you know? Um, and I didn't hear that caveat. And I'm like, you know, this is why this is, you know, we're all supposed to be on the same team. I like what you're saying. And that's why I was a little bothered by, by that. And I, uh, 
you know, I said that I was bothered by it, and here we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think that, I don't know if we it was maybe in our pre-chat with those guys before we started recording, but you came up early early on, and it was all compliments, and the conspiracy farm had nothing but good things to say about you. So that could be, I mean, if, if it wasn't rec- on the recording, uh, you know, it could be the, just that that was already in our heads, that, you know, there was already, it's, yeah, not, yeah. Like, it's not like we were just out to fucking slag you or anything like that or make no. jokes about you being a shill. <laughs> And it was mild. It was mild. You know, I feel like I have a pretty good sense of humor and can take some pretty raw roasting, but it was just at a, it was mainly bad timing. I don't know what the space weather was doing then, but it's just like, there's no such thing as space weather. There's no such thing as space. So they say, but when you, when, when, you know, when you have some things coming down on you and you're feeling kind of shitty and then you're like, well, you just feel like you're getting hit from all sides. Yeah, you know? no, no, I, but yeah, it's totally all good. It. I totally get it. Yeah, especially when it's out of context and it's used yeah. as like a weapon against you. Like yeah. someone clearly sent that yeah, to yeah. you to to yeah. cause shit. Yeah, right. And it's like I'm just a regular guy. I play Magic the Gathering like everybody else. I'm watching Netflix <laughs> like every. Is Magic the Gathering what people are doing? I don't know. No, D and D. More than big. Well, I've heard. I've heard. More than you think. I still play magic. I was trying not to bring that up. I thought, what's the next thing? Um, yeah. Magic, I guess, in yeah, that in yeah, that long. Yeah. More than you think. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucked up. It's fucked up. I think it is what it is. But I think the only one who really said it was me because I'm always cracking jokes. I like to crack jokes. Crack them. You know. Crack a lack. And you know, now I'm gonna have what? to see if you're cracking getting timestamps all the time. Souls, okay. That's now that I, I know you're getting these timestamps, I'm just gonna randomly in, in the show. I'm just gonna be like, "Yeah, car was a piece of shit." <laughs> now that's cool. I'm down with that. We'll see. We'll see if we get any secret messages sent back and forth. It'll be good. Right on, brother. Well, yeah, I mean, it's all it's all fun, and you know, it's all just it is what it is. But at the same time, it's like when I'm worried about. It just depends on the context, because if I'm worried about getting shut down, and like I said, who knows if we're really going to be able to do this in the future, and it's just a a rough thing when you're having that conversation in your head, and then people are saying you're compromised, because compromised means you're like in the club, like, yeah. oh, you're going to be safe from being shut down, and I'm like, you know, that's not the right way to paint this, because I'm quite quite concerned, and then you feel just more isolated, it's just la- layers of isolation, but I mean, I'm living the dream. I really can't complain. I can't complain yet. I'm just going to enjoy it till, you know, the wheels fall off of this fucking thing. Ride it till the wheels fall off. That's all you can do. Yeah. And if it's any consolation, the conspiracy farm is in our chats and they say they love you. Aww. Hey, those guys. I still I think I could time. take fucking Militech. Militech. <laughs> I better watch my mouth because if we end up at this conspiracy conference thing, he's going to kick my ass. <laughs> You could probably use an ass kicking. Fuck you. I'll get you against them. I'll have it all set up. I'll sell tickets. <laughs> Calfs, the calf man. Well, Greg, we know you got your dinner cooking there. We'd like to thank you for coming on the show. Of course, you're welcome here anytime. You got an open pass in America. Your passport's good. Well, you need a studio for me to visit first. Yes, we do. We're between studios, but uh, we're hoping to have that cleared up in the next, like, Couple months, few months. Yeah. <laughs> you got, so you got half Brody. a studio here. Yeah, we got a half a studio. We're crashing up producer Brody's. Yeah, it's Brody's place. <laughs> no, I mean, but you guys are talking about renting a space, which yeah. is like something I've never even considered. I mean, I used to just do this 
I got a place now, but I used to for many years did this from like the foot of the bed. Why why can't you just do this at one of your houses? Because it's just we've it's, collected we, so we don't much have stuff. big houses out here. <laughs> and we and both I'm, just finished downsizing too. So it was actually in my garage before, but we both right, downsized yeah, yeah, well, into smaller spaces. So then there was no room and we had this kind of deal where we were gonna rent the garage and it all fucking fell apart at the last minute. So now we're looking at maybe just renting a little office space someplace and having a little hangout. And, and then one of us has to travel anyways to the other yeah. house. So, I mean, we might as well both be It's pretty tough somewhere. to podcast out of my house because I got a couple young kids running around and they will find wherever I am trying to be quiet. And Well, look at these bougie divas Grimerica paying rent for a space. Maybe. Private we'll try to one day, hopefully. Look, yeah. Up. I mean, yeah. look up. Once we Here's have our like three hundred supporter, we're gonna pay rent. I mean, it's something. it's a it's an amazing thing that actually it's a possibility. I mean, well, when, I we started this up, when we started I'm this up, when we started this up, I'm giving you shit. No, but it's we have yeah, cool, just like, I like what, the idea of putting all those names up and shit. Yeah, when you're, I mean, you know, you're you're doing it right now. Um, that's your job, and I mean, we at least this is a step towards uh, something like that where we can rent maybe our own space. But I mean, even the thought that we could even do this uh, when we first started, I mean, it's not like we, we started out to do that, but the fact that the, there's enough people that are willing to donate, you know, money to something like what you and, and us are doing is pretty incredible. So it's uh, it's an amazing thing. It is. We're all very, very lucky. That's part of the magic thing, right? You got to fucking, the magic only works if you yeah, fucking we didn't bust intend your it, ass. Though. We didn't intend it, though. That's that's what I'm saying. Like it wasn't like we manifested this. We we just we just sort of stumbled stumbled upon it. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, we're we're just an anomaly. So you got time for a quick synchronicity? <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. yeah. So I did do a little concentration on trying to be like, okay, you're going to get asked to do some bigger shows because I actually was on Chris Jericho's show quite oh, a, a while right. ago and that yes. was pretty cool and so i just as an experiment let's let's see because i haven't been asked to do anything in a while so you know there's a control and yeah. let's see if we can shake that up without asking anyone to be on their show or anything so when i was a kid i loved wrestling wcw wrestling i was a real lame idiot kid and one of my favorite wrestlers oh, yeah. was always Raven. And he wasn't the most popular, but he was always like at the top of my list. And so much so that in college, way past the years of liking wrestling, my friends as a kind of uh, a joke slash gift found a website where you could actually get celebrities to call you and wish you a happy birthday, like B-level, D-level celebrities who have nothing to do but call <laughs> strangers. And... And they got Raven to call me on my birthday. And I was like, holy shit, that's kind of interesting. I know you're making fun of me. And I know I'm like eight years past liking wrestling. <laughs> and that was kind of sad, but also pretty cool. Well, Raven contacted me and was like, I listen to your podcast. I'm a plus member <laughs> and I would love to have you on. And I'm like, you have no idea that I was a huge. I have posters of you on my wall when I was a kid. I used to wear your T-shirts and it was just strange. Like, and then he, I even said to him on the air, I was like, it's very weird that we're, this isn't the first time we've talked, you know? And it's like, think about manifestation and just the story of your life. Sometimes there, it's not random. I think it plays out like a Hollywood movie. There's reoccurring characters. Yeah. Like the Raven character needed to be established in sixth, seventh, and eighth grade for this podcast to have meant anything to me. And it's like the story unfolds 
the way a classic archetypical story does. And so I got interviewed by Raven the other day after concentrating on hoping that I would get interviewed by an interesting celebrity. And it happened to be someone who in my past was like really key. So it was kind of cool. I mean, it's just a weird synchronicity, but the more I live, the longer or the longer I live, the more I think it's not random. Occurrences are very much part of one weird story. That's fantastic. I have to give you a 6.66. Oh, you got to be higher than that. <laughs> no, that's a neat story. I won't be influenced by your fame. I also, I also like Raven, but I never had any posters. <laughs> well, Raven said he only listens to two podcasts, mine and the Gilbert Godfrey podcast. So, I hope it's short. <laughs> that's inconceivable. Clearly, he likes. Uh, <laughs> That was witty. You're usually not that quick on your feet. I'm impressed. Yeah, I like it. That so European if, if it bread. was my wrestler, it would have been like Ivan the Polish Power Putski or Leaping Lanny Poffo was my favorite. So I'm going way back for you Yeah, guys. so you're way older than us. Wow. Are you 40? Yeah, he, uh, older. 48. 45? No, you're not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Graham's over 50, I think. No, I'm 48. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny Span that I'm two generations. Young kids, young guys. He actually made. I, that's crazy. I don't know if you're fucking with me, but I can't imagine you guys, either one of you is over 40. <laughs> I'm only 37. Graham is almost 50. It's a true story, but he's just a little guy and he's like young looking, so young he fits right in. Young at heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he still plays ball hockey. Yeah. We I'm dug, 33, for Christ's sake. <laughs> we dug, dug Which the means I'm a Mason. You're total Mason. <laughs> um, we dug out. This the... is my Masonic year, so clearly this is why I'm getting all this shit. That's right. You're being <laughs> yeah. initiated into yeah. the 33rd yeah, degree. Even know it. Yeah. <laughs> Graham dug out his old wrestling game that they made back in the 80s, back when me and you oh, were in Greg, diapers. You'd, you'd love this. Greg. This guy was making Dungeons and Dragons style wrestling games with fucking 20 sided dice. Oh wow! I used to do that too. I didn't do the dice thing, but I used to do the uh, AOL like they called them Feds. Online feds. I no, Grab did not know how to use the internet like that. Yeah, no, this no, was all like, yeah, printed yeah, this out. This is all written this is out, like, like this manual. Like printed out in the 80s, and I the had papers the original, all charcoal, the yellow. Original, <laughs> the original document of all the, our characters and our, we had managers, you could choose your managers and stuff. It was pretty cool. We're going to rebrand wow. it with Grab. We're going to play it. Characters. We're going to play it and rebrand it, maybe. You want to play? Yeah, let's get Chris <laughs> Jericho to play. play. We'll, we'll play it. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get Raven to play it. Look at us now. <laughs> I don't even know who the fuck Chris Jericho is, so I don't really. Know. No, Y2J. Oh, Y2J. Yeah, Chris Lion Jericho. Tamer? You know Y2J? the you know the band Fozzy. No, no, he's the lead singer of that band as well. Now I'm gonna have to check it out. Yeah, no, Chris Jericho is awesome. Yeah, Sounds you don't. Awesome. Yeah, I'm so behind the times. Oh well, this is what happens when you cancel your cable. Yep. <laughs> Later, re-cable. Well, Greg. Again, big thanks for coming on the show. Thanks Guys. for, what is it, three, four hundred episodes of awesome content? Yeah, well, maybe a hundred or so of awesome content and no, uh, no. 300 of pretty good content. No, no, it's all good. <laughs> I'm sure it's just a matter of time until uh, we shake hands. Yeah. In meat space, I'm sure. In real space, yeah, exactly. Get that studio. And give me that invite, and I'll be out there. All right, buddy. Sounds good, brother. We'll okay. make sure it's in the summer, too, so you don't freeze. Oh, so kind of you. Right on, brother.
Stay <laughs> Thanks high. for having me, guys. Okay. It has been a pleasure. And uh, good luck. And hopefully you don't get too many creeps out there. Thanks, buddy. I'm hoping ground gets a couple <laughs> creeps. All right. Just like yeah, two well, three. The synchronicity will be when I get home, there'll be one. Yeah. There'll be a creep, yeah. yeah. He's going to get, he's gonna get creeped tonight. I can't, I can't he's going to wake up tomorrow and be a picture so of him sleeping. Be on my computer, so. Yeah, exactly. And happy legalization day. Yeah, Again, thanks. cheers to that. How appropriate to have you on Absolutely. for this day. Legalization slash very harsh punishment day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Double-edged double sword. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it always? It's funny how that funny how that goes. Right on, Greg. Well, enjoy your dinner, bud. Come All back right. anytime. Peace, guys. Ciao. Ciao. Bingo bango. That was a chat with the mighty Greg Carlwood. What'd you think, buddy? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was fun. Always fun to have Greg on, friend of the show. I think we had Greg on must have been five years ago now for the um, first time. Do you think it was that soon after we started? Probably, eh? At least four and a half. We got... Uh, I remember where I was when we were talking about him and listening to him. I was on a plane going somewhere. We got the conspiracy. I think I was telling you about him. Maybe we were looking for some. You found him. Yeah. yeah, you tracked him down. Yeah. And you were like, I think this is like our sister show. <laughs> Actually, that was quite a while ago when I said yeah, that. was that. like yeah. five years ago. Yeah. yeah. You're still all. Well, because he was pretty new at the time. Mars I think he was like a, a year God, old. God, I wish I could find your old. Mars one thing. I got it somewhere. I, someone emailed it to me. I'm quick. Wait it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Graham Dunlop. Graham does need a stalker. I agree. It'll happen. Sorry, buddy. You should really watch what you wish for. Hey, so I just got my car broken into not too long ago, and my phone's not working, so I'm maybe I'm getting gang stalked or something like that. Did you fix my? Are you going to fix my phone? Or, oh, I'm supposed to call the handler on my way home. And yeah, he doesn't get up till three in the afternoon, so it's hard to track. It's hard to pin that guy down. I've been trying to get him out for lunch for like two months. Anyway, big thanks to Greg for coming on the show. Big thanks to all you fucking guys for listening to the show. Uh, support the show so we can keep doing the show. So we can afford to move out of Brody's house and, you know, get a, get a house. Cheap get studio. A, get I mean, we're not talking studio. about like, you know, the way Greg was sounding. It's, you know, it's just going to be like a fucking warehouse with a fucking corner studio in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be like a one room, one <laughs> yeah, studio. Yeah, studio. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like just a corner of a warehouse, something cheap. That's right. Absolutely. And support the show. Come on, guys. We got a brand new website. Check out the Grimworps stuff. Jordan did a great job. Grimerica.ca slash support today. If you haven't supported the show yet, why not now? Because it's time. It's like 312 episodes, you fucks. Time to start supporting. Anyhow, love all you motherfuckers for tuning in live. It's getting late. We don't have to let you go. You got anything else? That's oh, it. We, we said yeah, thanks. America.ca slash FM. You guys all got to check out the radio station. There's a bunch of great shows on there. We're always working on getting more. Yeah. Is there anything else on the list? Just check out Greg's podcast too. The, his Brooks Agnew one was amazing. Check out the higher side chats, support the show, uh, sign up for the newsletter, check out the radio station, do all the shit. That's the chats, in, the, the chats. in the show notes. America.ca slash chats. Do all the shit in the show notes and you'll be good. And say hi to everybody in the chats. There's a good group of people. Uh, someone said when you started the podcast, you were only 44, 43. <laughs> I actually remember when you turned 42. Yeah, do you? 
Yeah, you you know, actually, 33 is funny because you fucking got the no agenda thing for me when I turned 33. Yeah. You bought me a no, you produced it or whatever, got me the birthday yeah. shadow. Yeah. Aw. 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 Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> See you next week.
Instagram.